In the home of the late Ed and Lorraine Warren stands an ordinary five-foot mirror. Throughout history, there has always been an interest in what lives beyond our own reflections, what is captured by the panes of glass that hang in the walls of our home, and what inside that world looks back into ours. If there's one thing we do know, it's that the objects inside the home of Ed and Lorraine Warren are far from ordinary, including the mirror that today is known as the Conjuring Mirror. Welcome to Myths, Mysteries, and Monsters. Every so often we'll come across an interesting story, too short for our weekly Thursday episodes, but too enticing not to be told. Today we're looking at The Conjuring Mirror, once living in the home of Stephen Zellner in northern New Jersey before he begged the Warrens to take it for his own safety. In mythology, mirrors have always held a special place of an unknown world reflected back at us. The ancient Romans believed mirrors reflected your soul. Breaking a mirror would induce seven years of bad luck, the length of time they believed it would take for your soul to regenerate. Along with the ancient Greeks, witches and magicians of the time were said to be able to use mirrors to predict the future. Catapchomancy, as it was known, involved a mirror dangling from a thread until the bottom edge touched the water. The reflections bouncing off the water and the mirror would create a vision of the future. In the 16th century, Nostradamus was said to have used mirrors made of obsidian for his predictions, an act known as crying. But mirrors are not solely used for visions of the future. Witchcraft and magic is said to be able to use mirrors as instruments to exact revenge on those that perform our wishes to harm. This is what caught the attention of 55-year-old Stephen Zellner, a man who had revenge to dish out. Having come across a medieval ritual, Stephen picked a mirror in his home to use as a portal to the other side. He performed the incantation involving a spirit to show him the future. At first he saw nothing, but as the days went on, the more he practiced, things began to appear in the mirror. Small blurred shadows rushing by just out of sight told Stephen he was getting closer. Months went on with him focusing to a point of obsessiveness, concentrating on the mirror to bring him a spirit. Finally he would get what he wanted, but power corrupts all, eventually. At first Stephen could see events in his own future, days or weeks in advance, but he wanted more. He wanted to exact revenge on those who had wronged him in the past. He began to project the image of those he wanted to suffer into the mirror, and before long he could see them. He could see their futures, the events in their lives, a day, week, or month in advance. But soon he was able to not only see these events, he was able to interfere in them. He could call on the spirits in the mirror to cause injuries to those he wished. Someone going up the steps weeks from now could be pushed down by a spirit at the request of Stephen Zellner. It was what he always wanted. He could control the future and take revenge on those that he wished it on. But Stephen had made a costly mistake. Witchcraft is not inherently evil, but the way he was using it was. And Stephen had failed to show admiration to Satan as he performed his incantations. The spirits he let loose on his enemies took residence in his own home. Stephen was hearing disembodied footsteps, heavy breathing, and other noises throughout his empty home at all hours of the night. Doors would open and slam on their own, objects would fly around. Stephen began fearing for his life. He knew it was only a matter of time before his spirits would take him as a price. He reached out to a local Catholic priest, begging for help. The priest, in turn, sent the famed paranormal investigators, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Dropping everything to help, the Warrens reached his home and almost immediately received a welcome from the spirits, torturing Stephen Zellner. They witnessed objects flying around and doors slamming within. In order to put an end to the haunting, the Warrens performed a reverse incantation, sealing up the evil back into the mirror. 
while preventing any future damage Stephen had already unleashed onto his enemies. By locking the spirits away, the Warrens knew they had added themselves to a list of enemies on the spirits list. Stephen Zellner requested the Warrens remove the mirror from his home, and they happily agreed. Ed Warren recalls the night being bitterly cold and the road covered in patches of ice. Though they were careful on their drive, they were not five miles away when a pothole blew out one of their tires. Swerving onto oncoming traffic, the Warrens were lucky they were not killed in that moment. Yet the pair would have more trials to face before reaching their home in Connecticut. After changing the tire and driving several miles, a plane truck absent of any lettering sped in front of them. Moments later, a sludge appeared to fall from the truck, covering their windshield, obscuring their view. By the time the sludge was wiped away by the windshield wipers, the truck had vanished. Yet moments later, it reappeared from behind, speeding back in front and dropping the same sludge onto their car. According to Ed Warren, this went on half a dozen times before they were finally able to get onto a back road, leading them to Connecticut. An hour passed and the Warrens felt they were in the clear, as night had fallen during their drive. Just as they had felt safe, Ed noticed a jet black car speeding up behind them. It swerved by, narrowly slamming them off the road as it continued past. Lorraine is quoted as saying, it was as though the devil himself had just passed. Ed kept an eye on the black car as best he could through the darkness. It passed through a one-lane suspension bridge, then up a hill, about a mile out. It was here where Ed's heart sank. The car stopped, turned around, and headed straight for them. The Warrens were now on a one-lane suspension bridge. Swerving out of the way would drop them into the valley below, killing them for sure. Their only option was to proceed on with the satanic game of chicken. Ed yelled to Lorraine to drop to the ground and call on St. Michael. He braced his arms preparing for the impact. With the chrome grill of the black car in his sights, he held his breath in what might have been his last. Clenching his eyes in the moment, the impact was surely set to happen. He looked up a second later to see the car had vanished. The Warrens proceeded home free from any other attacks, placing the mirror near Ed's office for safekeeping. Mirrors have always held an air of mystery around them. Since the ancient times, stories of spirits, ghosts, and demons appearing in mirrors is commonplace, yet many are hard to prove or replicate. In fact, the story we've told today of Stephen Zellner comes from sources containing the writings of Ed Warren himself, some of which claim the story takes place in Pennsylvania instead of New Jersey. I could find no news articles or scientific sources supporting any of the claims. Many believe the Warrens themselves were well-intentioned frauds, while others believe they truly helped those suffering from evil spirits. So maybe, take the story with a grain of salt. But the next time you look into a mirror, don't stare too long. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Myths, Mysteries, and Monsters. We'll be back on Thursday evening for another tale of the supernatural. If you have any myths, mysteries, or monsters you'd like us to cover, send an email to mythsmysteriesmonsters at gmail.com. My name is Hector. Script and research notes are done by E.L. Soto. Sources are in the show notes for further reading. Subscribe, rate, and review. And remember, always look behind you.